0: The Water Values Podcast, Session 132.
1: Welcome to the Water Values Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to water utilities, resources, treatment, reuse, and all things life. Now, here's your host, Dave McGinnis.
0: Hello, and welcome to another session of the Water Values Podcast. As my daughter Sarah said, my name is Dave McGinsey, and thanks so much for joining me. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We have Claudio Morgan, who is a sci-fi author. And it's a little, you know, outside what we normally do here on the podcast, but I think it's good to get to, you know, kind of take a different perspective on things once in a while. And uh, Claudio, I think, does, gives a great interview, um, especially for a guy who's not a native English speaker. I was very impressed with him. I think you will be too, and I think uh, uh, you know he's a sci-fi writer, and he's written a book about a futuristic, uh, you know, instance where water uh, is a plays a central role as a main character in the story, and it's got some lessons for us uh, uh, that we can take to heart today. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Before we get to it, a couple of really. Quick um, housekeeping matters. I, I've got a speaking engagement on release date, so I'm going to be very quick with this intro. Uh, first off, for those of you who have uh, rated and reviewed the podcast since the last time, thank you so much. We're up to 94 uh, ratings, uh, and we're trying to get to 100 by the year end, so only need six more. That's less than two a month. If, you have, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I uh, would also like to, to point out, uh, for those of you who have been enjoying the podcast and would like to financially support the podcast, you know, kind of keep the water flowing, so to speak, uh, you can go to the website. There's a little PayPal button. You can click on that and any denomination is helpful to help defray the cost of putting the podcast on. That's, you know, Skype fees, uh, hosting fees, both web and media. Uh, and so there's all kinds of little, little, uh, charges that add up and so your your financial support is greatly appreciated to help keep the podcast flowing uh with that let's get to the main interview with Claudio mergon so open the valves fasten your seatbelts, and here we go well Claudio, welcome to the water values podcast so I'm glad you could take a little bit of the time out of your day to, to come chat with us uh For those who may not know much about you, could you kind of introduce yourself, tell us us a little about your background and and where your interest in water comes from?
1: but also in renewable energies, uh, arts, and also real estate investments. <clears throat> so, uh, during all this time, um, I never uh, ceased to um, think about my first love, which was uh, writing. Um, I was very active in the uh, science fiction movement uh, back in Romania, and um, uh, coming to Canada, I tried to uh, keep the same uh, <clears throat> pace and um, uh, keep writing. Unfortunately, uh, that didn't uh, work so well, so only uh, in uh, 2015 my uh, creativity came back and I started uh, writing my first uh, fantasy novel. And um, my uh, my editor for that book was uh, Nina Mundano, a well-known limnologist and also a science fiction writer. Her latest book is called uh, "Water Is: The Meaning of Water," <clears throat> and I think during the process of interacting with her, my uh, subconscious got so um, interested in uh, in the subject of, of water that um, when I was giving an interview for my first book, I was asked, Claudia what's your next uh, project?" And without without a bit, without making a pause, I said, "I will write about water," and at that time. I had no idea what the plot will be. I had uh, no idea about the characters or what exactly, what aspect of, of water I'm going to, to refer to. So um, it came to me kind of all of a, all of a sudden, but at the same time, um, if you think um, deeply as a human being, we are all involved with water since uh, our conception. Um, so it's a story which waves through our lives uh, but
0: most of us are not conscious of, of that uh, relationship. So so tell us about the book you you've written a book about water uh, as you've kind of indicated earlier it's it's kind of a fantasy sci-fi novel but but tell us a little if you could please just about kind of what the book is about just you know thumbnail as to as to what it's about.
1: In my case, uh, I decided to look at the uh, different angle and make water a, an alive entity, um, someone who has memory and can communicate. So, in my book, uh, the plot starts in 2055 in Toronto with a big conference on water. And um, in the good. Uh, part about that is that all water-related organizations and non-profit associations decided to come um, together under one umbrella of the United Nations. So then funding is uh, coming from one source, the projects are being decided at a very high level, Um, no one will be left out, and uh, everyone could participate in the uh, voting process. Um, so, again, in the book, <coughs> water is uh, um, its one of the main characters. Um, it's participating and it's affecting us because um, the responsible uh, multinationals are not stopping from polluting earth, not stopping from uh, polluting the, the water. And in my book, 30 years from now, we are making the same mistakes we are making today. We are still digging um for oil deeper and deeper, uh, we are still using billions of waters of uh, liters of water um, uh, for uh, tar sand or fracking. Um, so water is starting to to punish, up, uh, punish us um, so water is starting to uh, punish us for this uh, irrational uh, behavior, and um, that's why I uh, try to bring forward the aspect of water that shouldn't be treated as a commodity because in the old scriptures, water was treated with
0: respect. Today, we have no respect for for water. Okay. So when you say water is a character, um, and, and let me, let me back. So when I, when I first started this podcast, like five years ago, I, I had a big, long list of big, long list of topics. And one of the ones that I, that I put on there was just how water is treated in literature and, and, and things like what you the way you've treated water. And so, um, uh, this is the, you know, even though it's been on my list for five years, this is the first time I've kind of gotten around to it. So I really appreciate, uh, you taking some time to talk with us. And and when you say it's a character, what, what does that mean to you?
1: So water is aware of what we've done to, to the earth and what we are doing to water itself. So she is becoming alive. She's changing her structure to hurt us. So water of the Ganges River and the Jordan River are not holy sites anymore. They are attacking people. They get rashes on their skin. Um, they even are close to, to death. Uh, <clears throat> underground water is becoming elusive. Are, uh, the water is not there for us to, to tap and harvest anytime we want. But water is protecting people which believe in, in water in its own character of holiness and the structure of water. Um, water still protects the, the animals in, in my book. But in terms of everything related to um, humankind's activities, Water is hiding, is moving from one site to, to another. So that's why the title Water Entanglement from the Quantum Physics, that a particle which changes uh, properties in one point uh, will almost instantaneously change the properties of half of that particle somewhere else. So water communicates uh, with uh, herself all over the globe because even if we name the we gave uh, oceans different names, in fact, it's only one big body of water uh, which communicates, interacts, and gets affected by our
0: actions. All right. So, in terms of how water, uh, as of, as the character, determines who to who to quote save and who to who to punish you know how does it how does kind of water you know figure out which which yeah i'm sorry go ahead yeah we are made out of
1: water so the moment i say water entanglement and water communicates with herself all over the globe then water can read our minds water can read our character and water goes after the ceo's and the decision makers of oil and gas and water bottling companies and all the guys who don't treat water with respect. So, again, water, in this, this is the way I make <clears throat> uh, water as a character, because right now being aware of what's going on, she's not willing to put up anymore with our uh,
0: misdeeds, with our mistreating her. Got it. Got it. So, um, the other thing that I think you, you, kind of address in the book is water as, uh, access to clean water as a human, right? Right. Correct. Okay. So can you, can you, can you speak on that? You know, why, why is that such a, an important aspect of the book?
1: To think that water is a luxury, that we have to pay in order to get to access to get access to, to clean water. Natives on this land, they protected the water sources. They knew how to to treat it. Uh, it was there for them to use it, uh, and it, they kept it for us for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, nowadays, um, the natives in various reserves, they have to boil the water, or the water is so tainted, it's being brought to them. So that's not normal. It's happening in Canada, it's happening in the U.S., it's happening in, in other parts of the the world. So, they were here before us. We came, we took what was theirs, we tainted their water without their approval, and in fact, without even asking them, are we allowed to work your land, to drill on your land, because there are treaties in place which are not respected. They're not respected by any countries, which I'm aware of. We are trying to, but most of the time we, we fail. Um, so, again, we have to give people the right to, to clean water. Um, and, again, we have a big problem in uh, in Africa. We have big problems in the U.S. You know, the, the long droughts and the uh, uh, water restrictions, uh, especially in uh, in California. Uh, and it will come to a point where, and it was discussed about this uh, in the media several times, about the water wars. And the big corporations are trying to export as much water as possible from one country to um, to another. And in the country of the extraction, they pay almost nothing. And if. The Government will ask them for for uh, a bigger pay they will get
0: upset they will get mad they will see people and this is not normal right right and so i I, I guess in terms of the the you know a, a human right to water one of the I, I, one of the things that that I think is interesting about that i mean i've i've heard some of the folks in the utility sector say okay you you think you have a right to you know uh, clean water here 's a bucket go get your go get your water right in in modern utilities all the all the infrastructure that 's needed to convey the water to the end user costs something right and so uh, how, how does that square like you know the the human right to water how does that square with the actual costs that the the water providers, the utilities incur to deliver water. So, I understand that your point of view, and you are right, and I think
1: uh, what was what the um, municipalities have tried, um, where they, they, they were trying to, to provide clean water to everyone. The the problem is the moment they hand over the water utility to a for profit uh, company. This is when the the issues occur, and it happened in South America, it happened in the U.S., it happened in Canada, because the moment they get their hands on that utility, they will increase the water. The the legislation, I think, is not in place for them to be controlled and checked uh, every month uh, for the quality of of water, only a specific number of substances uh, are being checked for. Instead of, let's say, 250, they would uh, be allowed to check only 425, let's 50-60% of that. So, there are gaps in the legislation which will give these for-profit companies a, a, a lot of um, power. They can shut down the water to for the people who want to <coughs> uh, pay, or uh, they will just not in, invest in the infrastructure the same way the government Um, is doing right now. So I agree that there is uh, a cost, and we all pay for that cost indirectly. Uh, We pay transportation costs, we pay for for the water itself. But there were so many uh, mismanaged situations when the the water um, utility was handed over to a for-profit corporation, which just looked at profit. And in the end, this is what we are talking about in, in water, oil, gas and they are looking for profits. They don't look at what's ethical. They don't look at um, can I leave something behind after I'm done with this and in a good condition or I'm going to destroy it and then I don't care, I made my money, I move on for the next
0: uh, for the next opportunity yeah so well i'll I'll respectfully disagree with with some with some of that in terms of of uh, investor owned utilities operating i mean there are there are some examples where the capital just runs short for for investor owned utilities and the the utility falls into disrepair but I think for the for the the ones that have adequate size I guess my position would be that the profit motive in and of itself does not it, it's not um, unethical, so to speak, um, but 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 I I don't want to belabor that point. I just um, I I just think it's an interesting uh, component because the human right to water. I think it's it, it, there's there's a component of what you get. You have to pay a little bit for it. You know, you got to have skin in the game because otherwise, if you don't pay anything for water, I think that also can lead to disrespect for water because it's free and so you know if if it's free i think economic theory demonstrates that people use the resource poorly i mean is that does that factor into your book at all i agree that we have to pay for water okay <laughs> okay. okay this is what we're doing today there is no other model in place but what i'm
1: also trying to bring attention to is the uh, multinationals which are taking the water from uh, underground and they are paying very, very little, with very, very little investment in the, let's say, bottling um, capacity of factory. So they got the rights, let's say, grandfather rights for uh, for that particular location. And if someone will try to charge them or ask for more, because the environmental conditions have changed, political conditions have changed. Um, they will just not accept that. So they they are also on the mindset that we shouldn't pay for something which is underground, and we have the rights for it because we paid a, uh, the, a small fee for it. So I think everyone's mind change uh, mindset has to change <coughs> if uh, we want to uh, have a sustainable uh, water resource in the future. And Going back to, uh, I mean, people think that water is unlimited, um, but if the cycle in nature gets damaged, then that uh, replenishing won't take place, or take, will take place at a lower percentage. That means sooner rather than later, these uh, sources of fresh uh, water will, um, will diminish.
0: And we all yeah, I, I can get on board with 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 that because I think what at least my my interpretation of what you're saying is that the, there are cases where where people who are extracting the water are not paying the true value of water. They're paying less than the than what would be the optimal amount, um, and I think that that then leads to you know other problems. So I I I think that might be. I, I think I I can get on board with that 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 way of looking at it to, to kind of put the focus back on the book. I'm sorry. I took us on that little tangent, but uh, can you kind of uh, tell us a little about, you know, who, who do you think is going to enjoy the book? Who, who should be reading this book? Oh, I think uh, there is a little bit
1: for um, everyone in, in this book. Uh, the teenager will uh, find out information about water, which is not being uh, taught in, in schools. Uh, also will find out about the properties of crystals because I'm, um, crystals into the story as a healing element uh, for a human body, as soon as uh, the, our body gets out of sync of the, the, the proper vibration, uh, the um, a water activist will uh, find some, some pleasure in the, uh, uh, let's say, the fight of my main character, which is also a water activist and has a hidden identity. Um, So they will find pleasure in uh, this back and forth between the the activists and the multi-corporations which are going after these uh, last remnants of um, freshwater sources. And I think anyone, again, will will enjoy the book because I talk about uh, geopolitical um, uh, strategies. I I talk about um, uh, India. I talk about uh, I talk about um, uh, the sacredness of of these uh, rivers and uh, also about, as I mentioned, crystals, which are also uh, a very important part of our uh, history. Water, in fact, is a liquid crystal. So the combination of the two can uh, bring some uh, amazing results in terms of healing us as human beings.
0: Okay, I, I'm kind of interested in the geopolitical aspects of, of water. Can you talk about how you – know, how do you treat the geopolitical aspects of water in, in the water entanglement? Well, I have two um,
1: U.S.-based corporations which found some untapped freshwater resources in Mongolia and Kazakhstan uh, right at the border between the two countries. And they are playing a very interesting game. They, uh, they bought thousands upon thousands of acres of uh, land, which doesn't bring any value to these corporations unless it's something hidden underneath. Um, in the world at that particular time, in 2055, the regulations, the water-related regulations are so tight. Uh, you cannot export uh, water anymore, but on certain conditions, you have to have a local partner government is controlling these exports very tightly, uh, but they are trying to, um, to play a game where uh, because controlling such a vast amount of land, no one can see what's going on. And then they will try to um, find uh, various uh, strategies to export the water without uh, government of these countries knowing. Uh, but, again, there's a group of uh, hackers which um, found about uh, this uh, information. They send it to my main character, which is the, the water activist. She's digging deeper and puts two, you know, one and you know, one together, then she realizes what's going on, releases the information. And then you have the world watching what's going on. You have water activists from all over the world amassing in these two countries at the borders trying to, to protect because the finding is primary water. Uh, they didn't find just any type of water. They found a vent of primary water which is very rare. So then everyone is trying to stop these countries from tainting this water which has no memory. Uh, hasn't been in contact with the uh, any above the ground uh, water resources, so it's, it's like a pure mind. And they want to keep it that way, because otherwise they are afraid that it will become tainted, it will get the history of humanity, and will become elusive of any other um, source of fresh water um, in existence. So you have the U.S. government trying to intimidate the governments of Kazakhstan and Mongolia, and then you have the Russians and the Chinese backing up these two countries and telling the U.S. you have to back off because otherwise we will come after you. And again, it's kind of a brink of a World War III just because water. And in the end, the U.S. is um, backing down and the you, uh, you, United Nations is creating a policy for um, everyone
0: to be compensated, but leave the water alone. Got it. Got it. So when, when you were describing that, I was, I was going back to the beginning of the interview when you, you indicated what areas you've kind of worked in, you've said it and you mentioned hackers, uh, real estate, and, uh, uh, you mentioned the purchase of real estate. I'm, I'm kind of curious how your background influenced, uh, how the, how the various pieces of the novel came together.
1: At the same time, I do more research uh, on each subject in order to have the in depth understanding of uh, that particular subject and be able to write about it uh, with, with ease. Um, so I know what's involved in a, in a real estate purchase, especially land. Uh, I know how to uh, figure out uh, art. Uh, Event, art-related event. Uh, I know how to <clears throat> handle the artist. I know how to um, talk to a, let's say, Because as I mentioned before, my editor is a limnologist. My editor, of my first book, is a limnologist. So, um, and I think all this information uh, comes to life unconsciously somehow through writing. You just keep writing, but not pointing to. Uh, That particular piece of information, okay, it comes from 2012 when I did this, or 2013 when I did that. It just blends with your overall uh, experience, life experience. And my first book is very spiritual. It's a fantasy, but it's spiritual. And also, the the spirituality, which I I got into in the last four or five years, comes through um, that book. Again, as a very natural
0: process. Great. Well, you know, Claudio, what what have I not asked you about that you think would be important for uh, the listeners to to understand about the you know water entanglement? Um,
1: what exactly water is, we don't know. The scientists have very little information about water. It's very important for us to understand that we are structured water. Um, so our The water inside us is structure, has a specific uh, pattern and structure. And the the water around us, the water we drink uh, from the sink and the water the municipality is giving us is more or less dead water. It went through so many uh, processes, chemical processes, that it's dead water. We have to understand that we have to respect water. We can change that water through prayer. We can change that water through a positive thought, through a positive vibration. So that's why our thoughts, our words are very important because it will vibrate through our body and influence the structure of water within our bodies. And teach your, your children to, again, respect water um, to think about leaving that faucet way too long on instead of, you know, wetting the, uh, the toothbrush and then turning off the, the faucet and make them aware of how important water is for us and the fact that other people around the world, on another side of the world, have not, they don't have access
0: to this type of luxury. Awesome. Well, Claudio, I want to thank you very much for coming on the podcast. You've been a very interesting guest. I, I really appreciate it. I, and uh, uh, for those folks who want to find out more about you and uh, your your book, Water Entanglement, where can they go to get that information? They can go to
1: my uh, website, Uh The official launch is happening, in fact, tomorrow on August 18th, and they can uh, watch me live on uh, Facebook. I will have uh, scientists and authors. Uh, dialing in to talk about um, water. Uh, One of my guests, in fact, is nine years old. She's an artist, very conscious about water and environment. She's also going to share with us her point of view. Um, And the book is available on um, Amazon. Um, Please purchase it. I uh, decided to donate 50% of all uh, royalties generated online to Project AWARE. It's a non-profit which takes care of uh, oceans. So uh, the more um, purchases, the more money this association will uh, will get. Um, so just send me the um, receipt. I can also enter you into a raffle for uh, more book prizes and even a caricature done by
0: my uh, older son. Great. Well, Claudio, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, I, I should say uh, ClaudioMorgan.com. That's C L A U D U M U R G. A-N. Is that right? Dot com? It, it's okay dot com. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Claudia. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Dave. Thank uh-huh. You bet. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Claudio Morgan, uh, A little different perspective, obviously, but one I think that is valuable and one uh, that I hope you learn something from. And I, you know, I learned something from all my guests, and I certainly learned a few things with Claudio, and I really appreciate his time coming on. And with that, why don't you check it out on Amazon? I see it's got uh, 11 ratings, and it's got a four and a half star uh, uh, rating. So check it out. Give it, give it a shot. Um, I think you'll find it interesting. With that said, tell me what you thought about the podcast. Shoot me an email at david at com. You can tweet about the podcast using the hashtag watervalues. You can tweet at me using my handle, which is at DTM1993. Uh, just let me know what you thought about it. Let me know about topics, uh, other potential interview guests, things of that nature, and we'll, uh, I'll do my best to get them on for you. Well, you can check out the show notes for this uh, episode at the dot forward slash pod one, three, two. And again, I would just ask, uh, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast yet and you really enjoy it, please go on to Apple podcasts, leave a rating, a review, Stitcher, uh, tune in whatever, uh, podcast directory you're listening on. would greatly appreciate that. And again, if you'd like to support the podcast financially, uh, there's, you can do that through PayPal, go to the scroll down a little bit. There's a little yellow PayPal button. Um, Thank you so much for those of you who've donated and helped uh, keep the water flowing, so to speak. Well, in closing, please remember to keep the core message of the Water Values Podcast in mind as you go about your daily business. Water is our most valuable resource, so please join me by going out into the world and acting like it.